Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know, what's easy bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Let me tell you something about Tony Schiavone. You can get all of your What Happened Win shirts at lewisrules.com. And let me tell you another thing. You can get even more gimmicks at boxofgimmicks.com. That's the official store of What Happened Win and ad-free shows. You can get shirts and hoodies and tank tops. And let me tell you another thing. You can get mugs and posters and beach towels. Don't be a bald heavy geek. Head on over to lewisrules.com and boxofgimmicks.com. You undercover hillbilly. We are broadcasting today's episode of What Happened When from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code WHW at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Jim Crockett for Starcade, 605 NWA, TV title, Cajun Omni, the Bunkhouse Stampede, Flair and Horseman, Garvin, Bogey, Magnum, Dusty, Express Tactics, Turner, Bottom, Mid-South Joy World Championship Wrestling. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and friends thought they win, look, Shivani's back again, world title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and the Crow, Russo, Arquette, Jeff, Vinny, Matt, Simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a long try not to laugh, Lois rules cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Zink's a good-looking man. Quondike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring, and here's your co-host, Hey Hey. Welcome back. It is at freeshows.com, a special presentation from WHW, What Happened When. It's our favorite podcast and our favorite co-host, Tony Schiavone. Broadcasting live from where? Where are you, honey? Uh, I'm in Chicago at the Wind Trust Arena now. I originally was not supposed to be here until tomorrow, uh, but I got a call last night from our travel people and said, hey, there's going to be a lot of snow in Chicago, so I have to give, uh, bring you in a, a day early. So instead of being at the home of the Batcave, where I usually and normally would have been, because I, no, I normally fly in on, uh, on Wednesday mornings, uh, here I am backstage uh, in the, uh, uh, this is called the AW office. Uh, and we've got a pretty good internet back here. And um, I thought it'd be a better internet than I had at my hotel room. And I'm right across the street from Wintrust Arena. So here's where I am in Chicago. It's a long way of saying I'm in Chicago, but, but here I am. He's in Chicago, the Windy City. Do you know why they call it that, Tony? Uh, no, I know uh, there's a lot of places that the wind doesn't blow. It sucks, uh, but not here. Uh, I, I, I like Chicago. Well, yeah, I know why it's Windy City, because the, the wind off a lake. No. No? Nope. It's a political thing with the way the political winds used to shift left and right. Uh, it's, that's what started it. Was Okay. No, I heard something else. I heard that the people in Chicago are long-winded. 
So it's no. the one city. And then when I asked you where you were, Tony, you gave me like the longest, most roundabout freaking answer. And I'm like, oh, you fit right in. Hey y'all, did you go to geico.com yet? What's the hold up? You got a house, you got a car, you need to bundle them. You need to save. It's geico.com. So RJ Krasinski, how are you this evening? Wonderful, Lauren. How are you? Fantastic. Happy to be here with Tony and with you. What do you have for Mr. Shivani tonight? Mr. Shivani, it's always great to see you. Thank you for taking time for us. Thank you, RJ. How are you doing? Fantastic. Very, very cold up here in Western New York. So I bet. But I just had a quick question for you. Kind of a fun question, not too serious. I saw online, I know you don't go on social media, so you probably didn't see it. Right. Uh, there is a new championship uh, federation. It's called the Pillow Fight Championship. Wow. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on that and of anybody that you would ever want to step into the ring with and uh, pillow fight. Me. Uh, I would, uh, well, I, I don't think I would pillow fight Lauren because I have a feeling that she is underhanded and, <laughs> and, would, and would cheat and would pull the tights and would rake the eyes and would come up with a foreign object. Uh, however, I, I would do a pillow fight with Rebel. I'd be glad to. Damn it. So. I'll see, I, I was going to yeah. respect Lauren and not bring up Rebel's name. I'd say other than, hmm. other than Lauren, yeah. but. <laughs> wouldn't do a pillow i wouldn't do a pillow fight with dr Britt baker because i would have to do the job and i wouldn't hear it for the rest of my life so well, that would go. be a one. but thank yeah. you tony i appreciate you taking time once right. again no problem okay tony i would definitely smother you with a pillow and i plan to do that the next time i see you uh who knows when that'll be but you guys be ready for the sneak attack on tony shivani with a pillow michael mcclanahan i know you're taking my side on this Tony Schiavone loses in a pillow fight. Am I right? You're always right, Lauren. I wouldn't argue Ooh. with you, not just host. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. What you got for Tony? No problem. No problem. Good evening, Tony. Thank you so much for taking my question this evening. I really Michael. enjoyed this past year how you and Conrad kind of went back and revisited 1986. My question was, as you were revisiting 1986, were there any stories that were kind of omitted or was there anything that really surprised you about going back and re revisiting that time period in your career that you could share with us tonight? And again, I thought it was an excellent year of WHW. Uh, first of all, Michael, thank you. It, it was, uh, it was a, a, a memorable year. I, I was surprised. I, I think I was surprised how quickly, and I didn't realize that this at the time, but I was surprised how quickly uh, the run of the Rock and Roll Express ended. They were so hot. We go through the Great American Bashes. Ricky Morton faces Ric Flair. They have the Super Summer Sizzler Tour uh, that we covered in, in August. And then they dropped the belts at the end of the year, and, and that was about it for their run. And, and I, in my mind, looking back at it at the time, as I'm thinking about it before I saw these, I thought, Man, their their run lasted a long, long time, but it, but it really, really didn't. And, and listen, I, I know that that wasn't the end of them and Jim Crockett promotions, but as far as them being one of the top teams, that was kind of the end of the run for them. As far as stories are concerned, I I don't really uh, have that many stories that I haven't told already and that are in the book and or in the uh, graphic novel about my time. But some of my favorite moments, though, 
were not necessarily in the studio with, uh, with Turner Broadcasting because we did those early in the morning. And it basically, I flew into Atlanta early in the morning, uh, first flight out of, uh, from uh, Charlotte to Atlanta, and got on the 315 flight back home. But a lot of my best stories, my best memories were as the ring announcer when we decided to go national. I couldn't be the ring announcer in states that had a, uh, an athletic commission like New York or Philadelphia or Pennsylvania because they had their own ring announcer. But I was able to go out west and see the country for the first time. And uh, we, you know, we did an interview uh, with Willie Nelson and Dusty Rhodes and that was the first time I'd ever been across the Mississippi River uh, back then in 86. So those are fond memories of doing that. Uh, but, but no really interesting stories other than my time on the road, being able to connect and travel with the many, many different guys that I travel with from, from Dutch Mantell to Tommy Young to Ric Flair to uh, Arn Anderson to Nikita Koloff to Jim Cornette. Travel with Jim Cornette a lot. Just some great memories of traveling and, and telling those stories. Cool. Well, like I said, thank you so much for your time this evening. Always wonderful to talk to you. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for being here, buddy. Thanks for being with us. Is something uh, preventing you from achieving your goals? What yes. Well, what interferes with your happiness? You don't have to tell me. Okay. But I want you to go check out betterhelp.com slash WHW. And I can tell you from personal experience, this is going to help you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They'll let you connect in a safe and private online environment. It's just so convenient and you can actually start communicating in under 48 hours. Now to be clear, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor. Anytime you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all done without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches. So they make it easy and free to change counselors. If needed, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And they even have financial aid available. The service is available for clients worldwide. So you don't have to worry about that. And you can even find the particular expertise you need online. So don't limit yourself to just counselors that might be located near you. They've got licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and self-esteem. And by the way, anything you share, of course, is confidential. This is convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. And we encourage you to check out their testimonials. They're posted daily on their site at betterhelp.com. But we want you to take advantage of a special offer right now. And you'll find out why, in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that at this point, they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This has been an absolute home run. And uh, I'm glad that our show today is brought to you by BetterHelp. Yeah, we want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash WHW. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash WHW. We appreciate BetterHelp being a sponsor 
of what happened when. Did you forget yet? Come on, Geico.com. Tony, some of our top gals are in the building tonight, and they did not tell me that they had any questions, but I am going to pass it to each of them. First, though, we're going to talk to Brad Stanton. Hey, Brad, not a top gal. That's okay. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Hey, Brad. Hey, Tony. This is uh, I've been a top guy for probably six months, and this is my first time talking to you, so it's really nice to meet you. Very cool. Very cool, buddy. Thanks. Um, hey, I know you're unplugged. Uh, so this is a interesting uh, question and you were always a, you know, you're part of the NWA back in or NWA back in the day. Right. And um, looking at the NWA today, Matt Cardona came out recently and said that it was very boring when I was young and it's very boring now. Now I know he's just wow. trying to stir up heat, of course. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, do you think there's any way to get that old style uh, over with fans nowadays, young fans and get them interested even without entrance music and stuff? No, I, I, I think that ship has sailed. I, I think we're in the era of music. We're in the era of high spots. We're in the era of Pilpe Suicidas. We're in the era of guys taking superplexes and cutters off a 12-foot ladder, uh, putting their careers and their livelihood on the line. I think we're in that now. And I, I just can't see it going back to that. It's just like trying to, to go backwards in, in football or baseball or trying to go backwards uh, to college basketball before there was a three-point line. I, I just think that there's – I think for old-school guys like us, if you're one of those here on uh, on Zoom tonight, I think we love that and we appreciate it and we wish it would be that way, but there's no going back. I mean, the world has changed, and so is wrestling. I agree. I, I think it has too. And I know he was just trying to stir the pot a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, I, get, I get that. Um, but there you go. That's our buddy Matt Cardona. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Tony. It was really All right, nice Brad. Thanks, buddy. All right. Good to see you, Brad. And Brandy Wagner, it's good to see you as well. I don't know if you have a question, but I just wanted to say hi. Hey, Brandy. Oh, just wanted to say hi. My cat wanted to join us too. So, well, hey, how's that kitty doing? She's good. She's, of course, up on the pillows like the princess she is. Sure. Yep. Yes. Yes. Yep. She knows. All right. Well, All right. here, um, Tony Shivani, have you ever been a cat guy? You ever had a uh, cat? Uh, we we had a cat. My daughter Laurie had a cat a long time ago, but we have always been dog people. Uh, dog yeah. people. Okay, cool. Uh, Meg Nelson, I know you know this guy. What's up, to girl? She's too busy for us. It's fine. That's fine. Hey. hey. <laughs> Oh, a new hair color and everything. Megan, Megan, your hair is wonderful. Thank you. Thank How you. How about wonder, that? Isn't it cool? You have it like is a, cool, yeah. You have like a, you know, a blonde and you have a redhead and a bunch of sexy brunettes and we're just adding to the Shivani team here. Yeah. How about that? His but, hair um, I, I, I won't be having pillow fights with you, Tony. So, um, you know, we got to keep it at buddy level. That's right. Exactly. We got to keep it professional between us. We'll just be laughing. Like, what the hell is this? This is stupid. Let's get a Moscow mule. That's that right. But um, no, I'm actually in Washington, D.C., um, kind of like by Tyson's Corner area of D.C. for yep. work this week. And um, nothing new. Actually, you know, I always mentioned, you know, to some of the guys at Top Guy Weekend, like, if you ever come to Pittsburgh, let me know. We'll have an awesome weekend. Well, James Elker, I took me upon, took me up on that. Oh, I'm sure he did. He was, <laughs> he was nice. He was a gentleman. We had an awesome time in Pittsburgh. He got to see some indie wrestling and 
got to meet some AEW dark people and yeah. he just had a really good time. And how about my bean wrestled last night on elevation, Megan yeah. Myers. I was Megan so proud Myers. of her. Absolutely. I, you know, I, you, you had sent me a picture of you and James Elcor, I drinking together and I'm yes. thinking, was that from like back in Jacksonville in the day? And I, I guess it was recent. Yeah, it was. He came up, he came up to Pittsburgh, probably the um, coldest and snowiest weekend of the year. And he um, obviously got along with all my wrestling friends and um, he had a good, I don't even know if he's on even on the call, but he had a great time. And we went to go see um, International Wrestling Cartel. We got to meet a, um, oh gosh, a, I think like a, um, a slapdick, one of the, one of the other ad free shows people. So we made a little meetup out of it and it was just a mm -hmm. nice weekend. So. All right. Very cool. But yeah, now I need like a girl's weekend. So, <laughs> so top let's gals, let's go. Let's go. Tony, you're invited. You're always invited. You're always welcome, Tony Shivani. Would you come on a girls' weekend with us? No. no. <laughs> well, okay, fine. Okay. Right. I bet if Rebel and Britt Baker asked you on a girls' weekend, you would say yes. Uh I don't know, man. I I'm I'm getting older by the minute. No, you're not. Yes, no. I am. I'm getting older by the minute. Hey, okay. Tony, Whatever. can I ask you a question to test yeah. how old you are? Okay, yeah. if you grab a sheet of paper, can you draw a clock? A clock? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, uh, I, yes, I will eventually. You don't have uh, to do it now, but the, okay. the, the thing is, is if you are having difficulty drawing a clock with the hands and the numbers, yeah. then you're like freaking old. And okay. I really don't think you're at that point. No, I would just draw an oblong thing with a number and a colon and a number. That's what I would do. Okay. Or, oh my God. Or I would just do like I do now. I would just write, I would just write in a caption, you know, a, a caption balloon. Hey, Hey, Alexa. Yeah. Oh, what yeah, time yeah, is it? That's that what I, me. that's, that's my clock now. And, and one final question. Where are those new frames? Uh, when I, when, <laughs> they are still in my drawer and okay. when I, when I can go to my, uh, my eye doctor, uh, and I have to wait till I think March to go to the eye doctor again, that's not when I'm going to get them. Oh, that's okay. I just like giving you shit. I know you do. Well, and also you talk about your current frames and, yes. um, when it, you to have a, an easier life. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. But always a pleasure talking to you, Tony. Hey, so Congratulations we got on the hardcover you. book. Thank you very much. We got Russell, we got Russell Khan coming up in, um, in March. So keep that open. Okay. Oh. Okay. And what about okay. Steel City Con? Oh, we're trying to get in there. Uh, Mike Dawkins is working on that right now. Okay. You've All heard right. it first. Yeah. We Back to you, Lauren. Oh, thanks, girlfriend. All right. It's always good to see the top gals, isn't it, Tony? Yeah, it is. Always good to have, see the top gals. You should have a whole separate level on your Patreon for just us. And we can do our like bi-weekly Zooms with Tony. It'll be fun. We'll just like flirt and drink and paint our nails. Okay. Okay. He said, yes, he agreed. All right. So uh, Meg brought up a couple of things while we were talking to her. She was talking about elevation. She was talking about dark. Tell me some things, some exciting things, things you're liking to see in these other AEW shows. Uh, coming up this week. In general, what are you excited in, about? Uh, well, I, I'm pretty excited to see where this John Moxley and uh, Brian Danielson thing is going to go. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, that, that pretty much excites me. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where they're going to go with the world tag team belts. Uh, now that they're on the, uh, on Luchasaurus and, and jungle boy. Uh, and, um, although, uh, Britt may be really pissed off at me saying this, 
I'm really pretty stoked at uh, Jade Cargill being the TBS champion. I think uh, for for a, a young a girl who is just in the business, uh, you know, very, very limited amount of time, she has done quite well for herself. And uh, I'm very happy for her. Uh, and buddy, she looks the part, man. She's Does a, she? Oh my gosh. She's a freaking stud. So, and she's only going to get better. And, and I think, uh, and I, and I just hope that, you know, in today's wrestling, getting better is not what it used to be. And here's an old thing that I'm going to bring up. And we were talking about this, uh, earlier, uh, about, uh, the old school way. Back in the old school way, uh, a girl like Jade Cargill would get better quicker because she would wrestle every night because she would she would be in a town with with house shows every night. And that's how you learn. That's how you get better. Well, now she she wrestles once a week and then she puts in time in the training. But so uh, it's interesting to see how quickly she grows. She's a hell of an athlete. I think we all know that. So I'm pretty excited about that. Last night, I got the best sleep of my life. Thanks to Chili Sleep. It's a running gag in our little group, uh, friend circle. So many of us are our gimmick attorney, Mike Dawkins, Casio kid, Scott, who helps us with those star cast and GCW hotels. We've all got chili sleep. So we'll wake up every morning and in our group chat, we'll say, I got eight and a half. Thanks. Chili sleep. I got nine. Thanks. Chili sleep. And no, we're not measuring like Tony used to in the boys locker room. We're actually talking about our sleep. You see, Chili Sleep makes customizable climate-controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. And I mean it. I'm sleeping better than ever, and I give all the credit to Chili Sleep's Uller. Now, they also make a cube sleep system, but I've got the Uller. Either way, they're hydro-powered, temperature-controlled mattress toppers that fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. Here's the deal. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature or deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold, these sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. So here's a question for you. Imagine waking up and not feeling tired. Can you even imagine that? Well, chilly sleep can make it happen. It's certainly been my experience and Tony, I know you and Lois have one, and I think we've got a special offer for our listeners right now. Do we not? Head over to chillysleep.com slash WHW to learn more and check out a special offer available exclusively for What Happened When listeners and only for a limited time. That's chilly, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash WHW. To take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed, as Conrad said, every day. Hey, did you go to Geico yet? Get a quick quote. See how much you can save for free at geico.com. I'd like to bring up here something also, if I can, as it relates to AEW, beginning on Friday, this coming Friday, if you're a member of WHW Monday, the Patreon channel, not ad-free shows, but our WHW Monday Patreon channel, we are going to start doing a watch-along uh, every Friday uh, of Rampage together at 10 o'clock Eastern time. So you'll hook into our Patreon channel via our Zoom uh, and we will watch Rampage together. Uh, I don't know if I can put it in a little box where we all can watch it at the same time on Zoom or if I just have to figure out a way to do it another way, but we'll watch it together starting this Friday. And of course, that's every Friday now that we have Rampage that's taped, not a live Rampage, because obviously a live Rampage, I'm going to be there behind the scenes doing some work. So um, it's going to be uh, starting this Friday. This so there. Friday on 
WHW Monday. So That's be right. sure to check that out. If you're not already a member of patreon.com slash WHW Monday, that sounds yeah. like fun, Tony. I'm probably going to yeah. crash the party. And, uh, and uh, well, yeah. And, and uh, by the way, by the time this airs, uh, time it airs on Friday, we'll have seen the show twice. So okay. I, I have a pretty good idea what's, what's coming up and what's going to be on the show. So are you going to spoil it for us while we're trying? No, nope, no spoilers. Okay. No. okay. no spoilers. Tony Schiavone has invited you to watch AEW Rampage with him on Friday. It's Patreon WHW Monday. Going to be fun. KJ Ragnarsson asks, if Tony could sign any wrestler from the past or present in their prime, I assume to the AEW roster is the question. Who would you sign? Choose carefully. Uh, no, it, it, it real simple. Ricky Steamboat. I would. I don't think there was anybody. I don't think there was anybody like him. Uh, I think and, right. and I got to see him when he first started with Jim Crockett promotions and the, 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 when he just, and he was just wonderful and, he was amazing. And I, I really think that, uh, and, and somebody had asked me and, 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 uh, M Megan, I know you were there when we were at, uh, C2E2, someone had asked me, uh, what match would you like to see, get a, a, a star from the past and a, and a star from AEW, who would you like to see wrestle? And I, it just, I don't, it just hit me. I would like to see Kenny Omega wrestle Ricky Steamboat. I think that would be a great match. I just think Ricky Steamboat was, was just, uh, one of the, one of the best wrestlers in the world. So that's who I would like to sign in his prime in AEW. That's a long winded, windy city answer. A windy city answer from Tony Schiavone, John Rousen. What do you have for Tony tonight? Hey, John. Tony, it's good to finally be able to meet you and talk to you. What non-wrestling question here for you. Sure. Of all the years that you covered Atlanta, who was your favorite player to have ever come through the organization yeah uh john it was freddie freeman uh he is just uh he is uh, again just a wonderful human being freddie and i uh, spent uh spent most of 2010 together with the gwinnett braves he was our first baseman there were times that freddie was just so incredibly hot we were in columbus one time and he went six for six and everything he hit was a rope and it was like and the next day he like had four hits and the next day he like three hits. And we were on the bus going to the airport. Uh, and he was like, what? we would fly in the mornings. He would say, what? I, I can't believe what's going on with me. And I said, buddy, you are going to be a big time major league star. And I was right. And still today, uh, uh I consider Freddie a friend. And, um, uh, so that's the one person that's going through that will always I, I knew was something special and was, was a great guy. Uh, I, I think when the Braves won the world series, I was most happy for Brian Snitker because Brian Snitker had been around, been a brave for 45 years, had been screwed over by the Braves after the 2012 season, sent to triple a to be their manager. I got lucky because I was a triple a manager in 2013. And then of course I uh, got to hang out with Snitker for all those years prior to Freddie uh, Gonzalez getting fired and, and Brian getting the job. So that's a great story too, but Freddie Freeman's the man always will be. Uh, and, uh, I hope he's a brave for the rest of his life. Do you think after this nonsense with this strikes over, do you think they'll wind up resigning or do you think you don't? You know what? I, I would, I would like to say they would, but John, in this era of big bucks and, and, of agents, uh, 
Freddie will probably move on. That's what I think. I yeah. think. I think. Sadly, I think he's gone. Yep, I agree. Well, I'm really upset to hear that. But Tony, you have no idea how happy I am to hear that you and Freddie Freeman were travel buddies and friends. This yeah, is like the best news of the day for me. Yeah, I, I travel with a lot of those guys. Uh, Max Freed, I traveled with uh, uh, for a, a short period of time. Ronald Acuna, uh, I traveled with. And uh, there was just uh, Ozzy Albies was on our teams. Um, and we just had a lot of those guys that went through the Gwinnett system that I got to know and uh, traveled with and hung out with. And it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I started baseball at a very, very early age when I got out of college. And when I was doing baseball back in the eighties, the guys were, uh, the age of my, uh, the age of me. And then when I started doing Gwinnett Braves, the guys were the age of my kids. So the dynamic was different, but it was great. I had, I had, uh, I was the, I did the play-by-play -play for the Gwinnett Braves slash stripers. They became the stripers. Uh, I, I did the play-by-play -play for them for 11 years when they came, when they went, uh, when they pulled up roots from Richmond, the Richmond Braves and became the Gwinnett Braves, I became their play-by-play -play guy. And I did it all the way through the 2019 season. And then I started doing wrestling full-time and in 2020 and the Gwinnett Braves didn't even have a team that year. They, you know, COVID knocked the season out. So, but I have some fond memories of being with the Braves. I really do. Oh, they have fond memories of being with you, Tony. I hope so. <laughs> Up next is Mike Gallagher. I love that little World Series conversation for our team. Hey, Mike. Yeah. Hey, guys. How you doing? Mr. Shivani, long time, first time. Hey, Mike. What's up, brother? Oh, not too much. I, uh, I actually have a similar question in the vein of the baseball. So I love I love, love listening to you talk with Conrad about baseball. Um, I'm a Mets fan. So okay. I was in the Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz era growing up. So, so that, yeah. those are my Braves that killed us every year. Sure. Um, I was yeah. just watching the um, I was just watching game six of the 99 series where um, Kenny Rogers had that walk off walk. Right. How about that? <laughs> but my question to you is um, I'm also a big card collector and, and I've always yeah. wanted to ask, what are the few a couple like two or three cards that you have that not not necessarily valuable? Right. We got we all got valuable cards. What are two or three cards that you have that are your favorite? OK. Uh, Mike, I, uh, I just finished, uh, <clears throat> my 1969 tops baseball collection. And I just finished my 1965 tops baseball collection. Those were the two. Oh, I had so much fun. Yeah. Those were the two card uh, sets that I had growing up. I had the entire 69 set growing up because I had ordered it on the back of street and Smith's. You could order the entire <laughs> set. And then of course they got lost through growing up and, as the old cliche goes, my mom threw away my baseball cards, but I also had the, I had the 1965 cards too. So I just finished those two because those two were uh, what I remember the most. And, That's but, great. The, but the two card, the cards that mean the most to me, the one card that means more to me than anything else is the 1969 Rick Mundy Oakland A's baseball card. And let me tell you why. I think I know why. I think I know why. You know the story because it was, <laughs> Because when I first started collecting baseball cards, I opened up the first pack I opened up of Topps baseball cards with bubble gum in them. The first card I pulled out was Rick Mundy's card. I never will That's forget so cool. that. Yeah. And that became, I became an Oakland A's fan because of that. And later that year, my dad said, 
Uh, I'm going to take you to Washington Senators game. Who would you like to see him play? I said, I want to see him play the Oakland A's. So I became a big Oakland A's fan. And based on that card, uh, isn't that odd? Uh, so that no, card, it's not. Yeah, I it's, think a lot of us have things when we grow up that mean something to us like you right. and it just stuck. Yeah, it just stuck with me. And of course, Reggie Jackson's card as well from 69. Uh, 69 Jackson. I have a 69 Jackson. It's one right. of my favorite cards too. Right, right. And the, and another one, the 65 Willie Mays card. Now, Willie Mays' card through the 60s, a lot of, there was like one picture of Willie Mays that like was on 65, 66, I think, maybe 64, 65, same picture. But the 65 one had the pennant on it. It said Giants had the pennant. And they always had the Giants with a purple border on it. And for some reason, that card stuck out for me as well. So those were like big deal cards. Well, thank you for your time, Mr. Shivani. I Thanks, really Mike. appreciate it. Great question. Thank buddy. you. I oh, appreciate not, that. Yeah, we're hope we're not boring everybody with baseball card talk, but uh, <laughs> there you go. Thanks. Uh, thanks for indulging me, uh, top guys and gals. Tony, you're talking about how you're a road warrior and you're uh, on the road all the time. You're in this town, you're in that town. I mean, yeah. and think about how you're bouncing around too. I mean, you went from the chilly streets of Chicago down to Orlando. Yeah. And I know bounce, in bounce. order to do that, you, you probably want to be comfortable. And I know why you're comfortable these days. We're talking about stance. You recently got a whole bunch of swag in, and uh, I know how colorful and how comfortable you like to be. And uh, as you know, Tony, the apparel is very well made. It's super soft. It's entirely unique. And it's probably a lot of fun to wear. Uh, tell us what your experience has been like with stands. Well, you know, when I travel, as you said, you got to wear comfortable gear. You got to wear comfortable clothes and you got to always be comfortable. And, uh, stance apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. Believe you me, socks and underwear, even though you don't see them, they are so important, aren't they? Oh underwear man. That's what's really honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So they have a, they have a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stan Springs said atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. This is why I love it because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Right. That's, ex got the, that's exactly got the, right. I got the tattoos. I got the bat cave, right? Yeah. So what's your favorite design? Like the Goonies, like star Wars, like the office, like Harry Potter. Do you like Batman? Wow. How about that? That is all a part of stance Conrad. So here's the thing, man, you guys get to pick what stance apparel do you like or wear the most? I know for me, it's the socks, Tony, are you rocking the underwear or what's your favorite thing you've gotten from stance the, so far? The underwear. Absolutely. It's so soft. It's so comfortable. And I'll tell you, you just feel the quality when you open it in the box. I know that sounds crazy, but you know, if it feels good in your hands, it's going to feel great on your feet or anywhere right. else. And stance believes the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. They also believe that those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself, register for an account with stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use our promo code WHW at checkout to apply and, uh, enjoy the cool and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance That's stance.com S T A N C E.com. The promo code is WHW and you're going to get 15% off your first purchase. So colorful, so comfortable. Can't beat it. It's stance.com. The promo code is WHW. Here's a question from Conrad in Huntsville. He wants to know, how do you save money? Ah, you bundle your policies, both home and auto at geico.com. Duh. 
Absolutely. Glad to have you, Mike. Tony, I'm not going to lie. I took a little nap on that one. Collecting is just not my thing, but I do need to know if you had to guess the Washington football team makes their big announcement pretty soon. Is that tomorrow? What are they, what are they going to announce? That's what I was going to, Oh, their new name. I was going to ask. Right. Okay. Well, I wonder if uh, pieces of shit has been taken. <laughs> okay. okay. Oh my gosh. I love Tony Schiavone. Never uh, die, Tony. Never die. Uh, Eddie Prather. I, on the Washington football team. What, babe? I, I, I say that, Eddie. Uh, hang on a second. I, I say that because I grew up a Redskins fan. Okay. And, you know, this thing about uh, the Redskins name and they dropped it. And uh, I remember distinctly where they used to beat the Dallas Cowboys all the time. And uh, don't you, don't you point to the bird at me, James O'Corai. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I grew up a Redskins fan. And then Dan Snyder took over the team. And they fell to shit. Uh, and it's just not the team it used to be. So they can kiss my ass. Okay. okay. Well, gee, okay. we didn't expect the heat on that one, Tony, yeah. but we appreciate it. Washington, Washington football team. That W doesn't even look like a W. It looks like that. It, fuck them. Anyway, next question. Okay. <laughs> hey, Eddie. Hey, Lauren. Hey, Tony. What's hey, up, El Eddie? El Cry, you shut your mouth. You treat our Tony like the national treasure he is. Yeah, El Cori, shut your mouth. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. You damn, you damn Longhorn fan. Yeah. Uh, uh, this awesome, Tony. Yeah. I also Ed. have a baseball question for you since we're, baseball was my first love. Yeah. I still remember the first time I, the first time uh, the Yankees were my team because the first time I watched a baseball game was '79. Yeah. It was, it was a few weeks before Thurman Munson's. Uh, playing draft, and I guess that would have been 76, Eddie. No, 79. No, th 79. Thurman Munson's playing draft. Uh, okay, yeah, because Thurman was still on the team when they won the World Series, I think, in 78. Uh, and they okay. beat the Dodgers back to back years. Okay, go ahead. All right, my question is who would be on your Mount Rushmore of baseball? Play by play, man. I know one of them's probably going to be Vin Scully. Yeah. Uh, mine would be uh, Vin Scully. Um, it would also be, wow, that's a good one because I'm thinking of radio play by play guys. Uh, Ernie Harwell. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and because he was just, just so easy to listen to. Um, how about how about your how about your boy Skip Carey? Yes, uh, I, I like Skip a lot. Uh, he was a lot of fun to listen to. So, yeah, I, I'm going to put him on there. I, I think I think Skip was was very very good uh, to listen to. He was very entertaining. Um, and uh, and Marty Brenneman of the Reds. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have Harry Skip's dad on it too over the top for my taste yeah uh, uh another baseball quick baseball story was i uh when i when i left wrestling in, in 2001 i started doing uh the atlanta braves pregame and postgame show over wsb radio and uh the, the reds were in town and i remember i was in the press box saying i'm going to meet uh I'm going to meet the Reds broadcaster because I always wanted to meet Marty Brenneman. And I heard him on WLW for so many years. And 
I walked in the booth, stuck out my hand, and I say, hey, Mr. Brenneman, my name is Tony Schiavone. He said, I know who the hell you are. I'm a big wrestling fan. Me and my daughter watch it all the time. And it was one of the, uh, was one of the great moments, really, uh, of, of me uh, being a broadcaster, going to meet this Hall of Famer, this great uh, broadcaster, and for him to stick his hand out and say that he knew who I was. So that was a, that was a big treat for me. Well, so. Hey, thank you, Tony. Thank you for answering my question and, uh, good luck to the, I, I just have this feeling that Freeman might be a New York Yankee this off season. Okay. Uh, I want to, uh, I want, I want to tell everybody a, a deep, dark, uh, Tony Schiavone baseball secret here. Ooh. Um, I worked for the Braves for 11 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was an Oakland A's fan during the, during the seventies. Reggie Jackson was traded to the Baltimore Orioles in 1976. I could never cheer for the Baltimore Orioles because my best friend was an Orioles fan back then when I was living in Virginia. And then he was traded to the New York Yankees in 1977. And I became a Yankees fan and I'm still a kind of a Yankees fan to this day. And so the, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the secret is Tony Schiavone, Drew a paycheck for the from the Atlanta Braves for eleven years, but was a Yankees fan. And uh, I, uh, my whole uh, baseball basement is Yankee memorabilia and Yankee motif. So woof, Tony, I hated that story. I really thought you were going to tell us a cute one, but okay. No, I don't like it. Okay, well, whatever. Nobody invited me. Well, if you've been listening to this show for very long, you know that this episode was sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us, Blue Chew. Of course, Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredient as both Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve a stronger and harder erection to combat all forms of ED. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so that means no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door, all in a discreet package. Now, the process is simple. You sign up at bluechew.com, you consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's sildenafil and tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. They prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And here's a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code WHW at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. The promo code is WHW to receive your first month for free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring today's podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. But you know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing too, because you already have so much to do around the house. Go to Geico.com, get a quote and see how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. And we thank them for sponsoring today's podcast. Eddie, uh, we did a little fact check. The plane crash was in 79. 
79. Very good, Eddie. I, I remember that. I, yeah. yeah, that's about the time because that was about the time my uh, it was like a couple weeks after my mom got me and my sister back when my dad had kidnapped us. So I remember right. that was the first. Yeah. So Very was, cool. Good, good one. See, your memory is much better than mine. Mine's like, uh, I reckon if I kidnapped you, you'd remember a lot of the surrounding events as well. Uh, okay. John hey, uh, very quickly. Do you want a Thurman Munson story? But I got a Thurman Munson story for you. Yes. It's a, it's a good one. Yes. Uh, and this comes from Jim McKean, who's no longer with us. Longtime American league umpire back when there were American league and national league umpires, the Yankees were playing. And this is probably 78. The Yankees were playing the, uh, the Oakland A's and Billy North was the starting center fielder for Oakland back then. This may, this may have been earlier. Uh, Billy North was playing for the Oakland A's back then. And all the umpires hated Billy North because Billy was just a combative mouthy, just a big time shit disturber. So the umpires got together and let me preface this story by saying there is no way that umpires could get away with this today. But in the 70s, they could get away with it, okay? So Jim McKean was behind the plate, and the umpires got together and said, we are tired of Billy North. We want him out of this fucking game, and we want you to make sure, as the home plate umpire, that he gets kicked out. And Jim McKean said, no problem. So he went to Thurman Munson. He said, Thurman, he said, I want you to first pitch of the game, and this was in New at Yankee Stadium. He said, I want you to hold the mitt six inches off the plate. Just hold it right there and make sure the pitcher, not so sure the pitcher was, may have been Gidry. I want you to make sure the pitcher hits the mitt. He said, really? He said, yep, do it. Walks out, he tells the pitcher what they're going to do. First pitch, boom, hits the mitt, six inches off the plate. And Jim McKean says, strike one. And he points at Billy Norris, says, you got something to say about that motherfucker. And Billy Norris says, well, that's the way it's going to be, right? That's the way it's going to be. He said, sure. Next one, to six inches off the plate. Strike two. Fuck you. You're out of here. And he threw him out of the game on the second pitch of the game. So that's how umpires would handle troublemakers back then. And Thurman Munson was in on the gag. And if an umpire would do that today, that would be the lead story on ESPN Sports Center. No kidding. Yeah. All right. That was a fun one. You should share fun stories more often, Tony. It's not like you have a podcast or anything. Mm. I'm just picking on you. Mark Nelson. I'm sorry. John oh. Hickson. Almost skipped yeah. our friend John. Come yeah. on, Lauren. Hey, we were sorry, talking about those, those fun stories about the Yankees, which, I know. You know, which got me excited because I, uh, I enjoyed the Yankees as well. In fact, it made me want to go upstairs. Uh, so my wife and I are, you know, baseball fans. I got, you know, a picture of, you know, Mickey and Roger Maris and, you know, uh, the great Lou Garrett, you know, and uh, just, you know, uh, autograph of uh, Whitey Ford. So it's very cool. It's uh, it's really cool to see, you know, get the memorabilia and, the, you know, just get the excitement that, you know, that brings baseball uh, together. So it's been this has been a real fun, fun show because we're talking about something different than other than wrestling. So right. uh, thank you. Right. Thank you, uh, Tony. You, you really brightened up my day today. Well, thanks, John. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, so, because I wanted to be, well, not, I didn't want to be negative to you, but, you know, be a little negative on. Please go uh, ahead. How, be negative. How, how is your, tra how is the travel 
with all the, you know, rescheduling and shutdowns and, you know, how has it affected you, you know, uh, you know, having to fly with AEW? Uh, I mean, you already told us earlier today because you had to go to Chicago a day earlier yeah. because you had to, you couldn't risk not getting in tomorrow. Right. Uh, John travel for me is really easy because I live in the Atlanta, the Metro Atlanta area, and it's one of the biggest airports in the world. And Delta airlines basically flies everywhere that I go direct. And so I don't have to connect. And, uh, so it's very easy. I basically, what I do is I wake up on Wednesday mornings and I get to the airport. I go to the airport in the mornings and I fly in. I, I go right to the building on Wednesdays. I do the show. I take the first flight out on Thursdays and that's basically my travel. So it's, it's very easy. Now, of course you got to wear a mask in the airport. I get it. You got to wear a mask in the airplane. And if we think that's going to be for the rest of your lives, okay, you're going to have to wear a mask on the airplane and a mask in the airport the rest of your lives. So get used to it. And it doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't bother me. I'm not Lola Shivani. Oh yeah. Well, okay. that's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know. Cause you know, sometimes you, you, you play a character of being negative on the podcast. So you want, you know, I didn't know if, uh, if being grumpy, Tony Schiavone is, you know, with the airport travel is just no, wearing you out that you're, no. you're going, it, I prefer to drive now. Yeah, it, it, I know I prefer to fly. I, I really do. And I have no problems because I've been doing Delta long enough to where I, and I, I pay for the Delta Sky Club uh, to have that every year. And it's, it's a great travel perk to be able to go to the Sky Club and, and hang out there and you can drink if you want. You can have coffee or breakfast or lunch or whatever. And that's great. So it's travel. Now, I also have to, when I come back on Thursdays, th by Thursday, late afternoon, early evening, I'll get the, uh, I'll get the screener from, uh, uh, from our post-production people, the screener for Rampage. And I'll sit down and I'll go through Rampage and I'll make my notes, time code notes of shots they missed or things that are, I don't think look good on camera. And then I also make notes about some of the things the announcers maybe should have said differently or whatever. And I send my notes in. So I got to work late on Thursday. Uh, and then uh, over the weekend, I'll do the podcast and I'll also write up the control centers. And we record the control centers on, on Monday. I'll record a, uh, my podcast with Conrad usually on Sunday. And then a lot of times on Monday, we record AEW Unrestricted. So I do have a kind of a busy week, but it's just kind of just, flying back and forth one night, one day, I, uh, a lot of times I'm, I'm out of town sometimes less than 24 hours, which wow. you can't beat that. I mean, you really can't, it, it wasn't the case the other, the other week when we were in Washington, because we had dynamite, we had a day off and then we had rampage on Friday. So, um, and, uh, but normally I'm just, uh, in and out. Oh, that's, that's awesome. And can you help us uh, top guys and Rebel Happy Hour members get Rebel back on AEW television? It's been over 30 days. We need your help, Tony. We got to have Rebel. And thank okay. you again for, ta for taking the time. Uh, I'm going to, uh, when I finish here, uh, I've got some Rebel time coming up. And I will say that to her. Okay. He has some rebel time coming up. I agree. We can never get enough rebel up in here, Tony. All right. Hey, is your ex still using your streaming services? That's what one woman found out after she downloaded Truebill, which finds and cancels subscriptions with just one tap. 
Now I want to mention Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you just don't need, want, or maybe simply forgot about. And on average, folks are saving $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has saved them over 100 million bucks. Take Jennifer's review. With your help, our family has saved $587 a year on unnecessary subscriptions. I didn't really understand how Truebill could help me until we decided to save for a very large home purchase. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash WHW. Go right now to Truebill.com slash WHW. It could save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash WHW. Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for goliathlife.com. But to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean, right now, and just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance, super easy. Goliath Life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes, and you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price, you start the online application immediately, and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork, and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath Life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliath life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Hey, did you go to geico.com yet? Art G is up next with a question. Hey, Art. What? You're not next. You need to be patient. (laughs) Thank you. Hey, Thank you. <laughs> hey guys. And thank you, Lauren. I got some family upstairs and Tony, thank you for your time. Hey, Art, no problem, man. Good talking to you. First of all, you're correct. It is supposed to snow between five and 12 inches tonight. So wow. How about that? So I may be staying in Chicago a little bit longer than that 6am flight on Thursday. Oh God. Yeah. It's possible. I'm five minutes from O'Hare here. So trust yeah. me, that's not a not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, but they, but they, they I mean, in Chicago, the, should they, they should know how to handle snow, right? I mean, they do, unless, of course, COVID is, has hit the snow plows or something. I don't know. No, we do, but still, everyone drives like idiots. Sure, so. right, right. So I have, uh, I have, it's a small two-part baseball question. Sure. In your opinion, who are you giving more of the blame for the lockout to the owners or the players? And if you were to pick wrestlers in their prime in from your 
time in the business, who's doing, who's sitting them down and mediating them and who's blocking them from leaving after 10 minutes like they've been doing with these negotiating sessions? Well, I haven't been following the negotiating art, uh, but I'm always going to play uh, to blame the owners uh, because uh, I think the players should get everything and more. It, it, without players, you're not going to have baseball. And yeah, okay, I get it. Uh, they are making unbelievable money, okay? But they're making unbelievable money because of idiots running the stores. That's why they're making the unbelievable money. I mean, the baseball owners should have known this. So now what was the second part of this question? I'll always be in favor of the players. Um, if you had to pick someone from your time in the wrestling business to bar the doors and bar them from leaving and who's going to do the mediating in these sessions, who are you picking? Ole Anderson. Ooh. Yeah. He, Ole Anderson uh, I've, I've been in meetings with Ole Anderson and he is a no bullshit guy. And, uh, that would be the man and that would be Ole Anderson in his prime. Okay. Not the Ole Anderson, the old man now, <laughs> but back then the old Ole Anderson would be the man. No question. Well, thank you. I, I got to run guys. And thank you for right, your right. time, Tony. All right. Don't get caught in the snow, man. <laughs> we'll do. See ya. Oh man, Tony, I'm going to have to come like dig you out of being snowed in. That's okay. Mark Nelson, you're supposed to be next. I think I'm going to skip you again and let's talk to, I'm just kidding. Hey, Mark, <laughs> I like how you muted right. them. It's all right. That's fine. Whatever. Tony, thank Mark. you for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. Lauren, no problem, buddy. I appreciate your time as well. Thank you. Um, Tony, I was watching on, on the internet yesterday and there was a clip of Ric Flair doing yeah. a promo where he handed you 500 one or five $100 bills. Yeah. told you to buy a better jacket. Yeah. So my first question is, did you keep the money or did you have to give it back afterwards? I gave it back to him. I would okay. not be so presumptuous as if to say, okay, thank you. I'll keep this. Okay. I'm just yeah. wondering. And my other thing is this. I loved how you guys did the Royal Rumble where you were guessing the entrants that were coming out if they were going to be with AEW. Right. Uh, that was pretty cool. Be- I have, a, yeah. I have a, another twist on it. Can you okay. do an older Royal Rumble where you figure out, is the next person going to be dead or alive? No. <laughs> that should be, that would that would be very, very good. That would do be that very like good. 1990, 91, 92, because almost half of them are dead. Right, right. You know, the uh, the podcast that, uh, that drops uh, tomorrow uh, for most of you and for those of you who get it early on ad freeze and on ad free and on Patreon, uh, I guess that's all of you. Uh, we did it. There was an interview in the back where Hogan was being, where they were talking to Hogan about his match against butcher. And I was going over my mind about who was dead and who was alive in that shot. Uh, Nick Bockwinkle dead, Gene Okerlund dead, the macho man, Randy Savage dead, Jim Barnett. Thank God dead. Uh, who else? Um, there were a couple other people that were in there. Oh, obviously Vader no longer with us harley race no longer with us just in that room it's just it's just amazing how uh and this is for all of you out there everybody here because i know you're not my age you're going to get old (laughs) okay you're you're going to get old and hopefully you're going to get old Mm -mm. hopefully you won't die young hopefully you'll have a nice long life but you're going to get old and then you're going to look back and look at your friends and you're going to say what the hell happened to the time it's that's, that is the secret of life, not the secret to life, 
the secret of life is it goes by quickly and you don't know it yet, but wait till you get to my age. It goes by quickly. I mean, I, Lois Shivani was the most beautiful woman I ever met in my life. And now it's like, it's like I'm married to Ed Asner. I just, <laughs> I just, I just, all right. Who is dead um, too? Isn't Ed Asner dead as well? Yes, <laughs> yes, he is. Yes, he did. Yes, he is. I just, I'm, that's a joke. That's a joke. Okay, it is. Okay, thank you, Grandpa Tony. You're welcome, Mark Nelson, out in California. Uh, Megan, I know you're trying to show me a note. I, I, I can't. I don't. I can't see that. Your little. Come on, Meg. Share it with class. What is it? No, I just said I. You kept saying everybody was dead, and I just busted up laughing, and I just uh -huh. said I am dead. I can't write backwards. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> We're dead too. All right, Tony, uh, you're going to have to shorten some of these answers because people just keep telling me they have more and more and more questions. Rob okay. Lang is up next. Hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. Hey guys. How are you? Good um, buddy. How are you, Rob? I'm good, man. Virginia boy here, Tony. All right, Rob. Where are you, where are you, where are you from? Close to Richmond, Virginia. I okay. live in New Orleans now, but I was originally from Virginia. I read your book. Great okay. stuff. Thanks, man. I uh, loved it. Hopefully you'll do another one. Yeah. Uh, I see Josh Fields just uh, held it up right there. Thanks, Josh. I, uh, my plan is I'd, I'd like to do another one, but I like to have a different twist on it. I mean, everybody likes the wrestling stories and I got a lot of, I got some other wrestling stories, I guess I can put in the book. I got you. But I, I think maybe I'd like to just like me, I'd like to be a superhero. Okay. And with bug is my Robin and we both have capes and what we do, we, we descend on people who mistreat animals. Okay. And we kill those people. Hey, like we don't, that. we don't, we don't put them behind bars. We kill them. Okay. Yes. And then we, 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 we send them to the factory and we, we have them processed and we have them dog food made out of those people. So that's my idea. My next book. So there. Hey, I like it. Hey, I'm a dog lover myself. But uh, my question for you, Tony, um, this last week on AEW, Jim Ross made a comment about the magic wall. What were your thoughts about that? I got a kick out of it. The magic wall. Where? Uh, okay. Uh, Kristen, uh, what's her? Starlander's her last name. I can't remember. Chris, Kristen Statlander? Chris Statlander. Yeah, yeah okay. the girl, the other girl yeah. up the ramp, and this, they all just stopped all of a sudden. Okay. And Ross was on commentary and said, and something to the extent of he didn't get why, why all of a sudden this magic wall appeared. Okay. I, Rob, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember it. And it's probably because okay. I was, I was probably either Tony was either talking to me at the same time or I was thinking of something else and I'm freaking old. So I, I'm sorry. I don't remember him saying that. So uh, does anybody else remember it? I, I I'm sorry if I don't. So, so there you go, Rob. It was big on Twitter this week. And also, oh, do you well, even get stories from Richmond in the times of the Coliseum? Yeah. I used to go to the Coliseum all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, I used to, we, uh, my friend and my, my good friend and, and, and I, his name was hippie. One of my good friends, uh, he went, his name was Tommy, Sam hippie had all these different nicknames. We drove the Richmond one time and this one, blackjack Mulligan turned babyface, And, uh, we were, we were sitting on, we were sitting up above where the wrestlers came out. We're not at ringside. And, uh, blackjack was being attacked by somebody 
Oh, it was being attacked by the mass superstar. And then, uh, Baron von Raschke ran out and Tommy turned to me, hippie turned to me, said, I could hear that flat footed motherfucker run from a mile away. And I never will forget that that is stuck with me in the Richmond Coliseum. And I, when I think of Baron von Raschke, I think of him saying that flat footed motherfucker, because that's how we talked back then. That's how I talked back then too. It talked like that. Yeah. Uh, kind of like talked like James L. Cora from Texas. Uh, and so uh, that's what I remember about it. And I also remember when I worked for WCW, we, uh, a bunch of us were backstage with our laptop computers and we went out to do our show and someone backstage at the Richmond Coliseum stole about five laptop computers from us. Oh, wow. How about those for two Richmond Coliseum memories? Yeah. Oh, that was good. I saw yeah. your laptops got stolen. But... Yeah. Well, you know what? The Richmond Coliseum was a great venue. It looked like a spaceship, didn't it? I mean, it looked like a big old uh, spaceship. It was great. I'm, I'm sorry. It went, I'm sorry it got torn down. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. A lot of memories there. But yeah. thank you, Tony, for your time. And yeah. good luck this week in Chicago, Getting especially getting back home with this weather. No problem, Rob. I know we're coming to New Orleans soon, and uh, we'll be coming before the end. Of, we'll be coming for, uh, I think we're coming in New Orleans in April, I believe. If you I look on if, look on All Elite Wrestling, uh, look on the website there. It's on there. I definitely will. And hopefully I'll get to catch up with you when you come to town. Sounds good, buddy. Thank you, Rob. Hey, thank you, guys. Here's a question from Conrad in Huntsville. He wants to know, how do you save money? Ah, you bundle your policies, both home and auto at Geico.com. Duh. You know, Rob, it's not likely. I actually live in the same city as Tony Schiavone and he never wants to hang out. Maybe it's just me. It probably is. James L. Karai, I bet that's you too. Do you ever get to hang out with Tony Schiavone? No, I only get to talk to him on these Zooms. I never had the opportunity to meet him in real life though, but man. Oh, that's bullshit. That's, that is so much <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, that's bullshit. Remember when he called us out at, at uh, Dynamite, James? Yeah, that's one of our yeah, yeah. That, that's right, Coach. Okay. <laughs> no, man. Uh, Lauren, I'm going to start with you. Uh, you uh, know, I miss uh -oh. you this weekend. I hope you had fun at the Rumble. Uh, I was going to Jelly. I wasn't there hanging out with you for sure. Aw. Yeah. Well, you know, aw. <laughs> but uh, Tony, oh, there's Tony. Oh, my God. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Man, Tony, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to a legend like you. I still get nervous every time. You know, hopefully we'll get to see each other soon, you know, instead of over these uh, Zoom calls. Sure, buddy. I've never seen you in person and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> my question is, uh, so how, like, Conrad and, like, the podcast have kind of had this resurgence in wrestling and, like, a little yeah. nostalgia kind of brought people back in. And we have uh, people like, you know, Shaska, you know, and then uh, Boogie Woogie. And yeah. Tatoa and all that stuff. How much joy does that uh, give you to have those guys' names like circulate back again? Because you were there like in the flesh when they were popular, and now to see them kind of get that little that little resurgence, how good does that make you feel as like a friend of them? Yeah, it makes me feel really good. It makes me feel really good about what they did, James, in the past. Really resonates, uh, and we can help and make it resonate. I, I listen. Now we our podcast is about nostalgia. That's why I'm back. That's why I'm on Dynamite. That's why AEW hired me the nostalgia factor. It's not like that I'm adding that much to a broadcast. So I get it, but I, I, I really think that, that the nostalgia is you guys and girls remember the past and honor the past. And, and I think it's great for all those guys like Nikita Koloff, like, like Shaska, like Ronnie Garvin, like the Kansas Jayhawks, like uh, Dutch Mantel, those guys who, I mean, those guys, those guys, Arn Anderson, those guys busted their ass, buddy. 
They worked every day. They did not have, they did not have a save. They did not have a, uh, a 401k provided by their boss. They did not have health insurance. If they didn't work on a Wednesday night because they were hurt, they didn't get paid that Wednesday. So the, for those guys to, to be rev, uh, revered and to be lifted up means a lot to me. And I'm glad I'm a part of that. I'm really glad you uh, brought it back too. Cause I never saw that stuff before. And now I'm just like, like yeah. you said, all those people, I mean, it's great stuff. And to kind of see that good wrestling kind of reverberate its way into the new day wrestling or, Hey, that was good. Let's try <laughs> some of that. I really sure. think it's, uh, you know, on the upswing for sure. You know, and I, and I wish, I wish some of the, uh, some of the kids and I call them kids that we have, uh, they, they appreciate it. I know, but I, I wish they would watch it more because I think they could take away something from it. Sure. One of these, one of these days when you see a guy doing a Russian leg sweep one day, and I don't know if you remember Brad Armstrong used to do the Russian leg sweep and then flip right over in one motion. When you see a guy do it on AEW, it's because I talked him into it whenever that happens. So I, I I've got to remember, I got to, I've, I've got to go to somebody, maybe, uh, I don't know. We got so many great kids out there. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I was thinking that, uh, maybe Anthony Bowens, who's such a great athlete does the Russian leg sweep. Maybe I'll talk him into it. I'll just, I'll start off by saying, listen, go back and look at a Brad Armstrong match from 1986. It's on the network and watch Brad Armstrong do a Russian leg sweep. Just some of the moves like that. There's so many things that were done back then that were good that, uh, just, uh, that are kind of lost. Yeah, especially like really subtle, really simple, but really big, uh, you know. Absolutely. Moving forward. But yeah. uh, thank you for the time, Tony. I do want to say uh, like, you know, how Megan said, like I never met Megan if it wasn't for ad-free shows. And I wouldn't, you know, have met a lot of these people if it wasn't for meeting you first, Tony. So you uh, you brought me to the ad-free show family for sure. So I greatly appreciate that because it's, uh, it's an honor to know all of these people here. And uh, you, Lauren, you know. Yeah. And uh, well, I just hope you have a good night, man. Thanks for the time. Thanks, James. I, I think I, I feel, and, and Lauren, you can uh, pick up on this. Uh, I, I feel that we're all friends here because of our love and wrestling. We're more than just, uh, I mean, you guys are obviously uh, ad-free shows subscribers and Patreon, uh, WSO Money subscribers, and I get that, but we're more like friends and family. We really are, and that's kind of a cheesy thing to say, but we are. We know each other. We had a great time at ad-free shows, uh, Top Guy Weekend, and uh, – certainly will move on from there man what a nice guy nice statement from a famous guy like tony yeah <laughs> tony tony you and i are friends because of my love for you not wrestling but okay that's fine we'll take it hey did you go to geico.com yet yambag jones i know you're loving tony shivani as well what's up yambag he doesn't want to talk to us is he still with us did he drop off? Is he still with us? Oh my God. You're talking about people being dead. And then you're like, is he still with us? Like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't see him on my, I don't see him on all the lists. I don't see him on all the uh, squares here. Well, Yambag, we miss you. Love you. Mean it. <laughs> Phil S. What you got for Tony Schiavone? Hey everyone. Hey Lord. Thanks for having us. And Tony, sure. pleasure. It's a, like I said, I was a top free guy about three weeks now. So it's pretty cool. It's my second zoo. Well, thanks Phil, man. Good to have you with us, buddy. Uh, just a, a question here. I, I, like I said, when I first started, I was broadcasting and announcing. Uh -huh. um, what were the biggest differences and similarities when you first came back 
to work as a you know commentator in the wrestling business. Well, obviously, uh, Phil, the biggest differences was the uh, the pace of the match and the 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 different holds that all had names now. All had these. I mean, we had a few names, right? A suplex, figure four, uh, Russian leg sweep. But I mean, it is really, really diverse now, and it is, uh, and, and that was different. The pace of the matches are different again. But what is similar and what is has always remained the same is our job as announcers, and our job as announcers are to elevate the talent to make them seem bigger than life to make you interested in the storylines, to bring the excitement of the matches to you. Uh, that always remained the same, but the quality of match, and I'm going to say the quality's dropped or, or, uh, or gotten that much better. I've, I've like, I love all, I've all love wrestling, but I just think that they, it's, it's a different, it's a different thing now. I mean, it is uh, so, uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it's it's pretty cool just to kind of see you know you have that long layoff. Yeah. And I mean, I guess, I guess uh, you know commentating baseball that kept you know yeah. kept the announcing flowing. So no, I appreciate right. all the baseball stories as well. So yeah, and uh, I just yeah, give you an example about calling moves. I uh, we were uh, I was uh, watching a show. I was watching back a, a rampage, and Excalibur called a move something. It was some Spanish move. He used Spanish. And I said, I sent him a note as I'm watching it back. And I sent him a text and I said, Hey, I'm watching rampage back. And I was wondering, isn't that move called something else? He said, yeah, but I figured that since uh, it was Pente El Cerro Miero doing it, I would use a Spanish version of it. <laughs> I said, you son <laughs> of a bitch. So that's how, that's how commentary has changed. I mean, awesome. uh, listen, I, I think he's, uh, I think Excalibur has, uh, has, Forge his own way is to me uh, one of the great ones, man. Just tremendous. I, I enjoy listening to you. Yeah. Tonight, so I'll be, I'll be watching tomorrow. Thanks, Phil. Uh, like I said, stay safe in the snow. So thank you, brother. Especially I will. Chicago. All, All right, right. Take care. The good news is our hotel just is, I just, you just walk to the <laughs> hotel here. You just walk across the street. Well, not if you're snowed in, you crazy fool. You no, you, you just walk across the street. Even if you're snowed in, Lauren. I know you're from Georgia or I'm sorry, South Kakalaka. I know you. I know you're from South Kakalaka, and you don't understand about walking in the snow, but you can walk in it. Okay, you know? he's okay. just calling me out, Tony. I love you. Paul Millet also loves you. He has joined Ad Free Shows tonight specifically to talk to you. It seems. Hey, Paul, what you got? Hey, how you doing? This is my very first Zoom with you guys, so very excited for that. Very excited to be talking to Tony Schiavone. Thanks, Paul. Um, big fan of yours from way back in the day. Thank you, buddy. Um, Really big memory for me would have been SummerSlam 89 with you and Jesse. Yeah, I thought man. that was great. And I wish I could have seen more of you and Jesse together in the WWE. Yeah. So I got a question for you. Um, fair or unfair, I feel like Tony Khan is always going to be compared to Eric Bischoff and, you know, a lot of ways being this guy who's going after WWE. Yeah. Um, can you talk about, are there certain similarities and big differences you see having worked under those two guys? I think the, the, the main difference is that when Eric was in charge of at that time of uh, WCW, he really, really wanted to put Vince out of business. That was what he wanted to do. That was, and he talked about that. I, 
I listen, I, I vividly remember we were in the target center in Minneapolis and he came and I've told this on our podcast. He came into, uh, he had a meeting and it was in catering. He brought everybody in catering and he, and he said these words, I never will forget it. I said, I will not rest until I put a stake to the heart of Vince McMahon. He said that. So he wanted to put Vince out of business. Tony doesn't want to do that. Tony wants to forge his own way. And, and, and so that's, that's the, the biggest difference in the two, I think, uh, what motivates them. Um, and really, I, I don't know if Eric remembers saying that. I don't know if he talked about it. I don't know if he even mentioned it on a podcast, but I know he did say that. So I knew that the wrestling war was real. Um, I, I just think Tony, and of course, he may have said some things on social media that, that say the otherwise, and I don't read social media, so I don't know what he says. Uh, but I, I really think he's just trying to, to forge his own way in doing that. Also, uh, another big difference is that Eric Bischoff was playing with Turner money and Tony Khan is playing with Khan family money. It's a lot different, his own money. So uh, that makes all the difference in the world. It really does. Mm. Okay. Got you. Um, thank you for taking my question. It's really great to be part of this. Um, and look forward to more down the road. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you being here too. Thank you. Do you own your home? Go to Geico.com. Do you rent your home? Go to Geico.com. Do you have a car? Go to Geico.com. Want to save some money? Go to Geico.com. Hey, I'm always glad to see new members joining in on these. We have a lot of fun here. Don't we, Darren S. Hey, Darren. Hey, Lauren. So I, I saw you were a, a bit repulsed by, uh, some possibly negative comments about your special friend Bischoff. Uh, but I, no, I know we're short on time. Um, oh, it's, it, it, those are not meant to be negative comments, Darren. Really, it's not. I mean, it's really what he said. And, and you know yeah. what? We were at that time, we were all going, yeah. You know, I mean, let's, <laughs> so, you know. Yep, I dig. Uh, and I know a lot of people are, are probably still in line. So I'll, I'll try to tighten this question up. It kind of goes to uh, what Rob was uh, talking about earlier about venues. Uh, and I think it's kind of uh, timely now that AEW um, is at these same venues. And, uh, you know, I'm an old school North Carolina Crockett guy and yeah. just kind of wanted to get your take on the difference between for wrestling, AEW and Crockett, Greensboro Coliseum versus the original Charlotte Coliseum, which is now the Bowplex. Yeah. Do you have a, any kind of preference there? As a fan, uh, Greensboro Coliseum was always my jam because that's where we went to all the time. And uh, we never, as a, I never as a fan went to the Charlotte Coliseum. Uh, Greensboro was as further, as further south as I went. Is, is, was that your question, Darren? Yeah, I'm just, I was just wondering, is, is that the same case now? Because I know AEW um, is at the old Charlotte and, yeah. and, and they're also at Greensboro. Is there... Is the, has the dynamic changed over the years? Yeah, I think uh, I think right now, uh, if nothing else, because of the size of it and because of the market, I, I think the Charlotte Coliseum or in the Bojangles Coliseum is a better place for us now than the Greensboro Coliseum. Greensboro is so big and vast, and and we had a good crowd in Greensboro, but it was nothing like we had in Charlotte for Battle of the Belts. And the the, the Battle of the Belts show – we had a great crowd in Charlotte battle belt show. Wasn't really a stacked show as far as star power compared to a dynamite. So I, I think the Bojangles Coliseum is, 
I think what I'm saying is I think you're going to be seeing us a lot more in Charlotte than you are in Greensboro down the road. I can almost guarantee it. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, man. Good to see you, Darren. Big D. What up, Big D? Hi, how you doing? Hey, Big D, what's up, brother? Um, I was just wondering if you have any uh, Baltimore stories at all, like wrestling related, anything? I remember we did a show there and it's going to have to be one of our pay-per-views and you'll have to go back and watch it. But I remember Bobby Heenan being really drunk, uh, (laughs) doing, still in the show there. And as we walked in the backstage area, Heenan knew he had been drunk and he came up to me. He said, was everything okay out there, Tony? And I went, yeah, everything was fine. Bobby said, you sure? I said, yeah, it was fine. And we went, time went by and he came up to me again. He said, are you sure things are okay? And you know what? Big D I should have said, I should have been honest. I said, listen, no, you were inebriated. You didn't have a good show. Don't do it again. But I just went, yeah, everything was fine. And I also remember going backstage in Baltimore after I had been at the pool, uh, for most of the week at home and sprayed sun into my hair. And I walked into my hair was blonde and everybody went, ah, you're full of shit. And I said, yeah, I sure am, uh, which I'll never do again. Uh, but the, <laughs> isn't that crazy? Those are my Baltimore stories I remember. I also remember <laughs> going to Sabatino's afterwards and Ric Flair ordering like $1,500 of food and booze. And we all were so drunk we couldn't eat it. And we, <laughs> and Arn Anderson, as we walked out, Arn Anderson said, do you realize how much food was wasted? Because Sabatino's, I don't know how it is now. But Sabatino's was famous for gigantic portions of food. So oh, yeah. if everybody, if everybody ordered a portion, there was so much food on the table and we were all just too drunk to eat it. And uh, so I remember we would always go to Sabatino's afterwards because they stayed open late. It was before uh, Jimmy's famous seafood is where we all go now. Uh, but uh, those are the things I remember most about Baltimore. We had, uh, we had some very, very good shows there. And, and I brought this up on my podcast. Final thing I can remember is that where that is where Lex Luger got Ric Flair in the torture rack, and the um, the finish was the uh, the commissioner in Baltimore, stood, the Maryland Athletic Commissioner, was going to stand up, stood up, and pointed. We rang the bell, and we all thought that Luger won it, but no, the commissioner said stop the match because Flair's bleeding. So <laughs> the fans thought Luger had won. And then, of course, our ring announcer, who I think was Gary Capetta at that time, I don't, no, it probably wasn't Gary Capetta. I'm not so sure who it was, said the match has been stopped. Ric Flair retains a world title. JR and I walk out, and the fans, as we walk out, wanted to kick our ass. They were <laughs> mad at us. I mean, fans were reaching across, swinging at us. And I was like, I was telling JR, I said, fuck this. I didn't come up with a finish. You know, and, and so those were the, the things I remember most about Baltimore. Uh, it was a great, great city for us. And unfortunately, I had to do Georgia Bulldog uh, work uh, when we were there uh, and, uh, recently with AEW within the last couple of years, and I missed that. So, unfortunately, I did. Great city, great wrestling city. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. All right. Uh, Josh Fields, what do you have for Tony Schiavone? Hey, Tony, how's it going? Hey, Josh, how are you, buddy? I'm good. First off, I know you don't get on social media a lot, but I do like you uh, liking my status about having the butts and seats comic. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for no having problem. it. No problem for being a shill for Tony. 
But um, my, my question is really, I'll keep it really quick. Um, sure. If, if you could go out on your own terms, what would your last day as a broadcaster look like? Uh, I would die on set. I would die on set. I would just like, uh, welcome to whatever show. That would be it. Yeah. It would be great. It'd be a great news story. That's that's a hell of a way to go. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to give us one more. It's sting, right? Yeah. It's Something like that. <clears throat> I laugh and it could happen tomorrow, uh, at my age, but yeah, but you, you just never know. You know, uh, the longtime uh, broadcaster of the Phillies, uh, Harry Callis, uh, that's a, he, he died in the press box. He died. They, he did a pregame show and they went downstairs. They came back up and he was slumped right over and that was it. So okay. that would be the way that would be the way to go out. No, Tony, please don't do that to us. Hmm. I'll say it again. Never die. And I'm serious about that, Josh. That's, that's how I want to go. Mm-mm. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want, I, I think that is going out on your own terms. I, I think that is not somebody saying, oh, by the way, we can't use you anymore. You're too old. Or by the way, uh, we're going to bring somebody else in. I think <laughs> and on the job is going out on top. Go, so, out doing, go out doing what you love. I appreciate right. it. Tony. Exactly. And, uh, as Thanks, a Reds man. fan, I love your Marty Brenman stories. So yeah. Marty was tremendous. That. Yeah. All right, Tony, I'm going to put you under the gun. I got Boom. three more questions. Three more questions. And about four more minutes. Okay, so go. go. Are you ready? Ricky Montgomery, what you got? Ricky, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, dude? Hey, what's up, Ricky? Oh, just call me Lone Wolf. That, that's my real name. Lone Wolf, you got it, brother. Matter of fact, uh, Sting and the Wolf Pack had a lot to do with that growing up. I changed my name nine years ago. Okay. So that's what I went with, and that's what they call me at work. And everybody's like, "How do you get that name from?" Plus, it has a lot of meaning to it. But sure, uh, congratulations cool. on the Braves. I'm yeah, man. Diehard Cubs fan. But I grew up on TBS Cubs with my dad, uh, who's a huge. Well, we're diehard wrestling fans. I mean, I go back when I was a little shorty. My dad goes back to the seventies. Uh, my dad grew up on Portland wrestling, so okay. he. Uh, he was he saved his allowance every week and went to every single show. Matter of fact, he got spit on by a wrestler one time. Wow. He was telling me about it. Um, I found out through JR that uh, you was a Dara Batman fan. I'm a huge Batman fan. Matter of fact, my Great. girlfriend just really outdid my Batman stuff this year. Uh, what is your favorite Batman movie? Favorite Batman movie? Yes. Uh, I think my favorite Batman movie is uh, Dark Knight Rises. I, uh, I just thought the, the end of the one? The third one. I just thought the end of the trilogy was a really a great way to, to just button that up. That uh, to me was great. Now, listen, I, I loved, I loved the stuff with Michael Keaton. I really did because it it kind of brought Batman back. You know, I mean the we the last thing we had seen with Batman was the campy stuff with Adam West, and now in 1989, they bring this back, and uh, I thought all that was good. I love the say, I love Batman Returns. I love that one, but I just think the final one of the trilogy of uh, Christopher Nolan's trilogy was was the best. Mm-hmm. One more quick small one. Now, what what was your favorite Joker? Oh, my that, favorite. That's jo- my favorite villain. Yeah, uh, I I my favorite uh, my favorite Joker was, and I. Cause my age, I can't remember his name right now, but the, the Joker movie that was, oh, uh, uh, 
Phoenix, uh, Phoenix. Uh, yeah, Joaquin, uh, uh, Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix. Yes, I think he was yeah. the best one. Think so? I thought yeah. Heath Ledger was my favorite. Heath Ledger was my favorite one. Yeah, he was great. He was great. Yeah, okay, he was great. But that, uh, to me, that Joker movie was uh, just was creepy and good. I don't know. Yeah, awesome. Well, I, I appreciate you. I've been a fan, a loyal fan of yours uh, for years. Me and my brother will tape WCW after watching Raw on Mondays. We'll tape WCW, come home on Tuesday and watch see happening on WCW. So we are huge NWO fans, a huge WCW fans. I'm a huge Sting fan. And this is like, I'm a top guy. So I've only been a top guy for a week. So I really appreciate this. I'm excited to get to do these a lot more. And I was looking forward to talking to you today. So thank you very much. You really, really made my day. Oh, Thanks, my Lewis. birthday's next week too. So my birthday's in two weeks too. So this is like an awesome birthday gift in a lot of ways. All right, Lone Wolf. Well, happy birthday, buddy. Thanks for being with us too, man. Thank, Thank you, you so Tony. much. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate right, you man. guys. Thank, Thank you, Lauren. You're welcome. Welcome to the team, Lone Wolf. Tony, we are out of You're time. But I'm going to give you two more guys anyway, and I'm sorry. Okay, about sure. Two more guys. Josh Rosenbaum, what you got? Josh. Real quick, Tony. How's Kenny Omega feeling? I love him, and I can't wait for him to come back. Uh, Kenny, uh, we actually had Kenny back a couple of times in the backstage area. Uh, helping out with the women's matches. Uh, he was at Battle of the Belts. He was backstage with the uh, with the Rio and Britt Baker match, working on that. Uh, and I think we're going to see him back very, very soon. I, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. I've reached out to him and checked in on him, and uh, I think he's doing okay. Great. I can't wait for him to come back. Thanks, yeah. Tony. All right, brother. Thanks, Coach, and congratulations on what you're up to. I see you. James Sorensen, you got 15 seconds. James, you take as long as you want, buddy. You're the last man up. Go ahead, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Tony, I'm sorry. I'm I'm the youngest one here. Um, unfortunately, you weren't I, – I can't call you the voice of my childhood because I was only four or five when, when by the time WCW went out of business. But um, I got you, buddy. Um, do you collect Funko Pops? Uh, I do not. I do have a couple, uh, but I do not collect them. Okay, but my question was: Do you have any um, question, any stories from traveling to Nebraska at all? Because uh, we we worked Lincoln one time, and I remember a bunch of us went out and looked at the state, the football stadium. Uh, but that's the only thing I remember about being in Nebraska, because we all wanted to see that football stadium because of the legendary status of Cornhuskers football and. Uh, so we got to see it. I think I walked out on that stadium with, uh, believe it or not, Jeff Jarrett for some reason. I don't know why I was hanging out with Jeff Jarrett that day. But uh, we walked out on that stadium. But that's the only thing I can remember. Well, thank you, Tony. Um, and also, do you, believe, do you believe Jeff Jarrett is a horseman or not? And no, he's no horseman. Does he think he's a horseman? He, he thinks he's a horseman. horseman. No, of course he does. Yeah, well, I th but, yeah. I'm, but, like, you're truly yeah. one, of the, one of the greatest – announcers of all time not just in wrestling not just in baseball overall um truly had the pleasure of meeting you in at chicago in chicago for top guy weekend you were first class thanks man i appreciate you buddy i appreciate you being here you're my favorite host over lauren <clears throat> and could we ever get will we get bishop versus tony for a uh, pillow fight oh no. 
I wasn't going to let you go without an answer on that one, Tony. Tony, tonight we have talked about baseball cards, baseball in general, the Washington pieces of shit or whatever you said their name is going to be. We've talked about Batman and the Joker and a little bit of wrestling here and there. Tony Schiavone, you truly are a grab bag of fun, aren't you? Thank you. I just want to, I just want to have, uh, do a, do a right, right cross to the jaw of Frank Bruno and say, go Bengals. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Frank. Sorry, <laughs> I thought Frank. for sure the Titans would. God. My heart sorry. is broken, Tony. But uh, I you. There you go. His heart will go on. Tony Schiavone, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you, guys. Remember to jump on his Patreon channel. It's WHW Monday. If you want to watch AEW Rampage with Tony Schiavone this Friday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Follow him on all the socials. He's not there. He won't know that you're there. But we are on adfreeshows.com, and we'll see you next time. Good night, Tony Schiavone. And good night, guys. Good night.